Welcome to the Marketing in the Wild podcast. I'm Julia from Stratos Creative Marketing, where we are obsessed with finding real-life examples of the good, the bad, and sometimes wild in marketing. Thanks for joining us today. I am excited to introduce you to my friend Tammy. Uh, She and I met through StoryBrand. I'll leave it at that and let her introduce um, herself. Tammy, tell us a little bit about you, where you are, your business. All right. Thanks for having me, Julia. I'm excited to have you. I'm excited too. Um, I, my name is Tammy Enfield. I own a social media marketing agency out of Northfield, Minnesota called Brand Yourself Consulting. I have um, been doing this, this specific work since 2011. That's when I opened Brand Yourself. I have been in marketing for well over two decades, which makes me feel real old. Um, The other day, somebody like somebody was telling me that their kid was like, you were born in the 1900s. I was like, oh my gosh, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. My daughter likes to tell me like, mom, that is so 2000. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, So how did you get into marketing? Um, I, uh, kind of by default, I went to school for graphic design and that was back in 2001. And in order to get a decent design job behind the computer, you had to have a portfolio, Mm. uh, from about eight years of professional experience, which I had zero. So I ended up working for the local newspaper and found myself not loving sitting behind the computer. So I quickly went into sales there and started to develop ad campaigns. Oh, Um, yeah. Which just kind of led, led me down a fun windy path, but um, eventually found, I always wanted to open my own studio. When I was Uh in school, I thought I was going to be an art director for the Target Corporation. Ooh, and well, you're in the perfect... Because they're based out of Minneapolis. I know. Minnesota, they're right there. So so then how did you get into social media? Um, Well, I was at a tiny bit of a crossroads in terms of what I wanted to do when I grew up. And I was working as a marketing director for a franchise like a disaster restoration franchise here in town and uh, started their social media campaign in 2008 or nine, right when Facebook for business came out and I was well connected and thought, well, here's my chance. So uh, ironically, they're still a client of mine. So I left on, I left on good terms and her and I have stayed uh, uh, in contact and we're still running Talk about They're longevity, social, longevity and great retention. Um, I know. That's awesome. Um, and then you kind of ended up in this like beverage, alcoholic beverage industry. I did. I um, love branding and graphic design was my background. I had the opportunity to brand a brewery in mm-hmm. Rochester, Minnesota near the uh, Mayo Clinic and that brewery has done very, very well. And um, I don't know, I just found I found some luck there, I guess. Uh, it was a good brand. I love the brand. Still my favorite. But um, I spoke at the Craft Brewers Conference in Philadelphia okay. back in 2016. Uh-huh. 
And that kind of uh, shot me into this. Well, well, you know how to brand craft beer. <laughs> so, so uh, I did that until I, um, people kept, you know, people keep telling you to niche or niche. Uh-huh. I don't know how you pronounce it, but uh, down. And I kept resisting. Yeah. Because I get bored easily. And, you know, looking back, it's really good. I didn't just mm-hmm. niche down to craft brewery because I would have probably not survived COVID. Yeah. No, but I, you and I are in the same boat when it comes to niching. Um, it's yeah. just, there's just too much like to do in the world that you can't just pick one thing. I just can't pick no. one thing. No, I like, I like the idea of niching to a category. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, finding the category of selling on social media for small businesses. Mm-hmm. Like that's the category that mm-hmm. I'm going towards. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So one of the reasons I wanted Tammy to come on uh, is because she and I are both running like social media agencies. We have some similar things going on, which is really fun. And I think that overall, like our industry is pretty like everybody and their mother is basically a social media person now. Uh, (laughs) But like there is something about people who have done this for a lot of different brands and yeah. And so Tammy and I talk frequently and it's been just really fun to have somebody to collaborate with um, and share information rather than like hide behind the secrets. Um, So in that you shared with me recently about an informal survey that you did. Um, and it was particularly about like the biggest social roadblocks. Why did you like decide you were going to survey your community about it? A good question. Um, to check my assumptions, I guess. Um, I've you know been doing this work for a long time, and hitting pain points in marketing is what uh, you know we do for our mm-hmm. clients. And I wanted to make sure that I was. <laughs> still- Still yeah. uh, speaking to the pain points that my customers were mm-hmm. struggling with. Uh, and I'm also, um, yeah, like you said, everybody and their brother is a social media manager now. And there is a very uh, distinct difference between a strategist and a content creator. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's the same thing that happened in the photography industry. Everybody got a digital camera and considered themselves a photographer, but there's a, you know, a right way and a wrong way to use light mm-hmm. and photography and composition and all sorts of stuff. So just um, checking in with people mm-hmm. I follow to make sure that my assumptions were right. So or wrong. what were your assumptions? Uh, my assumptions were that people, specifically small businesses, struggle with what to post mm-hmm. on social. That's what I would have assumed, too. So I was really surprised because what did you learn? I learned that that is not at all what people struggle with. Um, The, you know, the digger I, or the deeper I dug, it was more about how to manage the like large amounts of content or ideas they had in their head. It was never what, like sitting down, what should I say? It was more about how to say it in a way that drove the best results, what Mm -hmm. types of posts, you know, what type of posts you should be publishing, what time, like more of the, uh, the strategy. That's even like strategy. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I find that, 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 that was it. Like what's a good strategy where I'm not wasting time. Like people are afraid of wasting time. They're afraid of looking dumb. They're afraid that they don't know enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. Like I feel like when I interview like our done for you work, like those Mm -hmm. people are like, we don't want to think about the content or we don't have like those people are like, Hey, I just want somebody else to think about it. But I could see a lot of small businesses who are like, well, I've got a ton of ideas. I just don't know what to do with it. Just don't Um, know what to do with it. Yeah. Maybe that was the mindset shift I needed because I did recently transition from a heavier done for you Mm -hmm. retainers to more of done with you. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was where I was trying to get my messaging right. So that mm-hmm. makes sense. That's a good, that's a good thought. Yeah. Well, because I do, like, obviously, like, my assumption is not right because <laughs> I also <laughs> have the same assumption. But then I'm like, well, why do I have that assumption? And I think it's because when I talk to the done-for-you people, they don't have ideas or they don't no. want to think about it. Like, they're like, let me do my job and somebody else do the marketing or the social media. Yeah. Um. So, like, why do you... You pointed out one thing, like people don't want to look dumb um, by uh-huh. not knowing. What are some other reasons that you have thought of that, like those are roadblocks, like the strategy pieces? Yeah. Um, I always think of mindset as being baby entrepreneur-ish. I don't know if this resonates with you, but like Time mindset works. work. Mm-hmm. Well, mindset work for me is like, no, I've done that. Mm-hmm. Like I've owned my business for almost 12 years. My, I've got, my mindset's good. Uh, no, obviously new, what do they say? New level, new devil or whatever it is. But, um, I think people struggle with the mindset around social and that what they post has to be driving sales every time. Mm. And I think one of the roadblocks is that just having proof of life is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they can use those. There's many different ways to use social mm-hmm. and brand awareness and, and proof of life is totally fine. So that was one of the roadblocks we came up again or yeah. when, when asking people why they like, why they wanted to use social, mm-hmm. it was, well, I have to. Right. It's the only, you know, right. it's as relevant as a website. If I'm not posting on social, I'm not, you know, here. And, mm-hmm. and I think there is something to that because yeah. as like, for me, like as a millennial, if you're not on social media, I start getting curious about why you're not like is it because 100% you like if I'm in a gracious mindset it might be like oh they're probably too busy or something like that but even if you had like a post four years ago and haven't posted since then I'm gonna start wondering like is this place even open like right what's going on um I think that proof of life yeah um even proof of concept like being able to show Mm -hmm. like a portfolio is like legitimate. Um, yep, you don't always have to be mm-hmm. like creating leads. And I would say having... that even like my own business, like that's kind of why we do social, which is silly yeah. because we're a social yeah. media agency. But like oh, we have to show well, people. Those of us, I know. We have to show that... people that we know what we're doing if we're going right. to sell it. Like <laughs> right. for sure. Um, what are some other things that you think are shifts that people need to make when it comes to thinking about social? Um, well, I think 
the, you know, the word authenticity gets thrown around so much right now. I think one of the misconceptions about authenticity is that you have to air all of your dirty laundry and that mm-hmm. you have to like share all of the behind the scenes and all of the, all the things. And that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, being authentic on social doesn't mean that you have to show everything, show everything. What do you, how do you advise your clients when they are worried about that? Um, well, I asked them to take a look at who they follow and resonate with online. And when they when they think of that, it's usually like, oh, they're just sharing some things that relate to business. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're sharing their take on a keynote that they gave or um, right. not always kids or. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who recently like she's kind of like this micro influencer and she Mm -hmm. somebody who follows her met her in person and she was like it was fascinating because she's like that person feels like they know me Mm -hmm. but they don't um and because she's very private about some things and then very open about other things and so it was just a really fascinating like being able to hear her because she was like they they feel like they know me like my followers like we are connected but that's not because I share everything everything so mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting the other thing I think is that a lot of people that I interviewed hate social media mm-hmm. right but they know they have to be on it that's a common thing like mm-hmm. we know you hate social so do we sometimes <laughs> um but but most people hate social because they feel like it's fake mm-hmm so getting out of that mindset and that you're not adding to the noise mm-hmm. of fakeness means you have to be more authentic, which mm-hmm. means that you do have to share a little bit more or not be as polished mm-hmm. or. Um, well, but I also think that that's even where like social media is moving towards. Like mm-hmm. um, for a long time, it was very trendy to have like a perfect grid, like and yeah. more and more, there are some brands that that's important. Like you go on to Pantone's um, <laughs> social grid and it is perfect. Um, well, that and like designers and photographers right. and yeah. But like the average business doesn't have to have a perfect grid. And the mm-hmm. content that resonates people is prob- with people is the part that's going to be most human or most authentic. Yeah, a little bit more imperfect. Yeah, for sure. Any other things that you like have found as roadblocks that people struggle with? Yeah. Um, when I was talking to a few of our, um, a few of the people that I decided to interview one-on-one, people were afraid of the hard sell. Mm-hmm. Like they don't feel salesy. Mm-hmm. Um, another, another big reason about social was that they hadn't had to use it yet to grow their network because most of the small businesses start with the network that they have direct influence with. Mm -hmm. So word of mouth happens, but when word of mouth starts to die down, then people start to panic and Mm -hmm. jump to social. Um, And a lot of people think with a really robust social campaign, you'll save your business, Mm. which... (laughs) I hate to break it to you. Yeah. I always like to say like, so in general, marketing shouldn't be a Band-Aid. Like if you've got bigger right. problems, like marketing is not a good Band-Aid. Um, 
But I think especially social media, um, I'm sure you've had this just as many times as I do, like where people come wanting a quick fix. And I'm like, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no legit formula to going viral. Like, <laughs> I wish there, I wish we could figure it out, Julia. If you and I could figure it out. Well, we should put our brains on that. We would be very rich then. Um, I know, I know. But like, there are no formulas to that. Like, and it's more about, in my mind, it's more about consistency. Um, mm-hmm. And I think balancing like the sales and the not salesy stuff. The serving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most people want to um, learn something or be entertained by something. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. another mindset shift that... Uh, you know, social is more about building relationships. So it's mm-hmm. important to actually be mm-hmm. social. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and know. I think that one thing that I've been talking a lot about lately is how are we actually engaging with the other people? Like oh, it yeah. drives me, one of my pet peeves when it comes to social is when people don't respond to comments on their posts mm-hmm. because I'm like, if somebody went out of their way to comment on your post, they didn't have to. But it's right. because they like you, they like your content, whatever it might mm-hmm. be. Give them like the two seconds of your day to like answer back. Yeah. Um, because then just you'll get more. A, hey, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get more. Well, and people read those. Mm-hmm. For sure. The com- people mm-hmm. read the comments more than anything else mm-hmm. before they'll click For to sure. a website, I think. Um, yeah, that's what's that's another piece that I found was really interesting that most people wanted just to post and ghost, mm-hmm. you know, just and that's proof of life. That's mm-hmm. fine. But you're not going to sell anything with that one. Right. And if that's like your intention, I feel like that yeah. would be like a great theme takeaway for this podcast is like figure out your intention. If it is yeah. proof of life, you are totally allowed to post and ghost. Not a yep. big deal. Not a big deal uh, at all. But if you actually want to sell, <laughs> you've yep. got to figure the, out a different strategy. Build a community. Yep. Mm-hmm. You have to engage and you have to have behind, you have to have authentic mm-hmm. real life content. Yeah. So if you were to like sum up, like based on the, based on your survey, based on some of the things in your experience, like what would be some of your top tips to people who are working on their own social? Uh, great question. I have encouraged people that I've been talking to to find a playground. Mm-hmm. Um, find us, you know, uh, a Facebook group or, you know, get in contact with a few other business owners and just start to practice and post and play around. You can put posts in a Facebook group, practice reels. You know, yeah. like just just get on. The more you do it, the easier it's going to be. So find a playground that you feel comfortable with mm-hmm. to try it on your own, and then um, really set that intention. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the intention? Do you just need people to come and see that you're there and relevant, mm-hmm. or do you want to actually use social media as a lead generator? Mm-hmm. That's like a great point. Like, because even to that, like, there has been so much pressure on reels, like. But if you're also like a proof of life kind of social poster, you don't actually have to do reels. Like, nope. <laughs> um, and so I think that that's like the beautiful thing about figuring out, yeah, figuring out where what your intention is and then where you're going to play. Because maybe if you are a proof of life person, you're just going to play with carousels and figure out those. Um, and keywords. Like mm-hmm. 
keywords are getting more and more important. So understanding what those are. Mm -hmm. For sure. Which is a whole nother podcast, Julia. So I won't go down that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There could be so many. Um, Any other tips that you are generally giving people right now? Um, Make sure you take a look at your analytics. Um, I was on a call with another, with a potential client. And I was like, so what are you posting right now that works? And they're like, uh, Mm. I don't know. Right. Okay. Well, let's take a look at your analytics and see, Uh (laughs) you know, like know what they are and do that. Uh Like redo the good posts. Mm -hmm. And you're allowed to do that by the way. You are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're absolutely allowed to repurpose good posts. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and even like, also even like know what made the post good. For example, like we, um, somebody on our team just posted one with my daughter in it and it was still a business post, but clearly everybody commented because there's a cute baby on this picture. Uh, and while I am not a proponent <laughs> of turning like our Facebook into like, a, I mean, our social media feed into a gallery of my kid, I do know like if we if I want a bump of yeah. likes you post that cute then babe. you post it. And so that's where I think that once you know what's working and what's not working, then suddenly um, like you you also have cute furry. Yeah, we do friends, have a lot of them. Which which uh boosts it more, the cute mm-hmm. babe or the cute Ooh, good question. I'll have to look. I do not know yeah. that analytic. Um, or even like one of the posts that we posted recently was about like how people manage their to-do lists. It has nothing to do with actual Social marketing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, it, but it's relevant. But it's people relevant will engage to with business, those yeah. and it got like a ton of comments. And so knowing, okay, like this is like a side pillar of yeah. like content, yeah, like it adjacent. Just, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. like that's something that can produce engagement like I was talking to one of my clients um the other day and she is really practicing reels Mm -hmm. and she is a farmer in northern Minnesota and they are starting a regenerative farm so it's a very specific type of farming Mm -hmm. so she's educating people on that and then she goes then all of a sudden I post something about lefsa so if you're from Minnesota Uh lefsa lefsa um, well, tell tell everybody really quick what Lefsa is. So Lefsa is like a, I mean, traditional Lefsa is made with potato, but it's very thin and you put butter and sugar on it and eat it okay. as mm-hmm. dessert. So it's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's traditional. Crepe is a, yeah. is a similar to it, right. but that's flour. Mm-hmm. Um, but she posted something about Lefsa and she said that I, that was my top performing post of the month <laughs> and it has nothing to do with my farm or anything else but people were like so passionate about lefsa <laughs> Which, so I was like well <laughs> ride the wave man ask them some more questions and helps the algorithm right which is interesting because going circling back to yeah. what we were talking about like that is part of being authentic like mm-hmm. um showing up real human pieces of your life got people to connect with her and yeah, I know. Some of those people might be interested in what she's doing and mm-hmm. some of them might not, but still it's a way to connect with people. Well, it helps who the algorithm your, mm-hmm. either way, right? Like, right. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, because then all those people are going to see her other things too. So that's yeah. awesome. That's I fun. love it. Yeah. 
Um, that is great. I have some other questions, but they're more like hot take questions. So Ooh, everybody, All right. Tammy Turn was not prepped for these. Um, so recently somebody said, I saw somebody online who is a, he coaches creators, um, creatives. Um, and he said to post every day. What do you think of that? Uh, um, again, <laughs> I, uh, I think it depends on your goals, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the safe answer. Um, I don't think it's necessary to run a strong social campaign to post every day. Yeah, there you go. I would yeah. agree. So we've actually mm-hmm. had a lot of conversations inside of our team about it because this particular person is coaching creatives and like his point was like post every day, but it was more of like the playground aspect, like mm-hmm. practice, figure out what yeah. works, figure out what doesn't. And I was like, I see a lot of value in that. But I was like, the average business owner does not actually need the pressure to post every day, in no. my opinion. So I I think for a, a really great TikTok campaign, mm-hmm. you have to post more than once a day mm-hmm. for TikTok specifically. Yeah. But Speaking of TikTok, yay or nay? Uh, I don't have a brand <laughs> necessary for it right now. I don't. We don't do it as brand yourself. Um, so nay? Yeah, we don't either. So um, primarily because, for one, we're like, we figured out Instagram and we're good at it. Like, let's just <laughs> stay yeah. in our lane. <laughs> Um, and yeah, we, I'd say Instagram and LinkedIn are my two, the two, well, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube ooh. are what I'm focusing on for 2023. I like it. Yeah. We're Instagram and LinkedIn primarily. TikTok is great for some people. I know it Absolutely. is. Absolutely. But even like there's like security issues that feel mm. like a little weird to me. And so we're just like, we're not going to be a TikTok shop, at least not. No, nope. so. not yet. <laughs> There'll be time. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's wrap this up. Um, if you were to give one piece of advice to people on social media, what would be your top piece of advice? You've given us some tips. You've given us some insights. If somebody were like, where do I start? Um, I think with social people can see can see when you're when you're trying too hard or when you're being fake. So mm-hmm. start with a platform that you like mm-hmm. um, and post there. And I also think if you're in lack of, con- you know, I again, if if my assumption was right and people were wondering <laughs> what to post, I start with misconceptions about uh-huh. your brand. It makes it really easy for mm-hmm. your brand or service. Makes uh-huh. it really easy for content. Yeah, I like it. Engaging content. Mm-hmm. I like it. I do think that's interesting. And you mentioned it before is like so many of us, myself included, are like, I actually hate social, but like I have to do it for my business. Mm-hmm. And I do think that there's something about making it fun again. And mm-hmm. so I've even allowed myself personally to be like, what did I love about Instagram when it first came about? Because I was a big Instagram fan when it first yeah. came out. And what did I love about it? And like, how can I get back to some of that? Um, I loved the pretty pictures. Mm-hmm. And now I don't ever see any. Yeah. It's all video. 
Thank you, Miss Ari. Um, so <laughs> no, I agree. But even like I am like, yeah, I'll let myself scroll through like stupid dog videos. Like, not a problem. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> that's what I loved. So why not do yeah. more of it? So anyway, I like that. Have some fun. Um, figure out like what you like and then start there. Um, so Tammy, before we leave, um, how can people connect with you if they want to get to know more about brand yourself? I am on Insta. You can follow me if you want musings around entrepreneurship or mental health related mm-hmm. fun stuff, mm-hmm. fun stuff <laughs> at Tammy Enfield, T-A-M-I Enfield. Uh, brand yourself is brand underscore yourself, both on Insta and then LinkedIn. Sweet. I love Tammy it. At Tammy Enfield. Yeah. Uh, and Tammy's musings on entrepreneurship, life, and mental health are always excellent. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> And we talk about authenticity. That is where you will find it. So yeah, I always yep, appreciate that is. it. So anyway, well, Tammy, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate everything that you have had to say. Um, and I really appreciate, I appreciate your friendship you. around yeah. social media. It's fun to have colleagues who don't feel like competition necessarily because yes. we all have our favorite things to do. Um, and so, yeah. yeah. And there are plenty of businesses that need help, Julia. Yes. And social media is not going anywhere for a while. So exactly. Exactly. Except if TikTok <laughs> went away, I wouldn't mind that. So I'm not going to lie. So <laughs> anyway. All right. Thanks, Tammy. Thank you. Friends. Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast episode. I'm so glad that you have. If you've enjoyed it as much as we have, I just ask you to subscribe so you know each time we have a new episode coming out. If you loved our podcast and want to give us a rating or a review, I promise we will read each and every one of them. A special shout out to our friend, Carson Childers, who is producing our podcast. We really appreciate him and all the hard work that he's done for us. Also, thanks to the Stratos team. They have been behind the scenes doing all of the graphic design, brainstorming, etc., etc. Really, this wouldn't be possible without them. I'm thankful for each and every one of you guys. Lastly, listener, we'll be back next week, and I hope you will be too. <laughs>